Welcome to the Paranormal Pendle podcast, coming to you from the heart of Pendle Witch Country in the northwest of England. My name is Craig Bryant, author, investigator, and collector of stories. Join me as we take a journey into the paranormal, UFO sightings, cryptozoology, and big cats. This is the Paranormal Pendle podcast. Welcome to episode 19 of the Paranormal Pendle podcast, broadcasting to the Paranormal UK radio network at paukradio.com. My guest on this edition, and I'm delighted to welcome him, is investigator, uh, UFO investigator and author, uh, Philip Kinsella. So, Philip, uh, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much, Craig, for having me on your show. It's it's an honour. Thank you. No, it's the, the, the honours all mine. Um, can I just, uh, you, you sent me your CV, which is which is hugely impressive, I have to say, and I just wanted to pick a few things out before we, we sort of go into the um, into the nitty gritty of, of the chat. Um, you're both a clairvoyant medium and a UFO investigator and author, um, mm-hmm. having had many bizarre UFO paranormal experiences uh, through your life, along with your identical twin brother, Ronald. Um, you have researched the phenomena on a serious level, um, and um, especially after an alien abduction in 1989, and you've written several books on the subject. Mm-hmm. So could we sort of, the first thing that, that I would normally ask is what got you interested in UFOs in the first place, but I assume that the incident that happened in 1989 was, was really the starting point for you. Would I, would I be right in assuming that? <laughs> Yes, Craig, it was. And and the reason for that is that during that period, during that time, um, I won't go into the abduction itself because it's quite long winded, um, but it uh, displayed to me uh, another area or uh, another part to a puzzle I've been working on for many years about what we call the abduction phenomena with so-called aliens. Uh, because we don't really know what we're dealing with. And uh, I always was led to believe that the abduction happened on a very physical level of integration. And what I find, what I find most, you know, really uh, puzzling is the fact that the experience that happened to me, uh, there was one part where, you know, there was physical interaction, i.e. seeing a a small three foot uh, gray type being all clad in black that entered through to our house in a village uh, one night when uh, me and my brother and my sister and our dog, yes, the dog was present <laughs> there. It came through the glass doors, okay. literally physically through the glass doors. And then in the early hours of the morning, I found myself being taken through on my back, mm. solid matter uh, and up to a craft. And, uh, you know, I recalled all of the fine details of the abduction, which is quite strange because most people tend to have tr- problems with that. Mm. But this led me into the area of was, you know, what did I have an alien abduction? Is this what happened to me? And I started really trying to put the pieces together. And I found that even in the classic Betty and Barney Hill UFO incident, mm. um, you know, back in the uh, very early 1960s, they, they had a physical experience with what they, they thought and knew to be a UFO. And then their abduction seems to have come in kind of like a dream state episodes where they couldn't recall everything. So this is what led me into the area. I wanted to find out whether or not I was, I've got to say this, delusional. Mm. And I don't think that I am or that, you know, that this happened in a dream state, uh, which was impossible because I was left with physical marks after the experience. Okay. And, and this is what led me into the area. So I'm, I'm one of these people who 
I know that about anyone can claim anything, but you know, I have my feet firmly planted on the ground. I, I don't mess around with nonsense. Mm. And this is what led me into over 30 years of still exploring this phenomenon. And we, we still don't have any answers, but we, you know, I've kind of like put a few bits to the puzzle together as it were. I hope that I have. Yeah. Do you mind me asking how old you were when, when this, this happened, Philip? Yes, I was 20 years of age. Okay. And you obviously can can um, recall quite vividly what happened. I mean, what, what sort of um, uh, path of research did it, did it take you down that after the incident? Well, I started to reach out to ufologists in those days. It was all through letter because, you know, the Internet was uh, not really around. No. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, and I didn't, you know, belong to any UFO groups until, until much later. Hmm. Um, but the, the penny dropped for me in 1996. Now, the abduction happened in 1989 and there were greys that were involved or at least two of them and there were also something termed reptilians which I have suffered unfortunately within the media because you know even to the point where one of my earlier books that was published by a publishing company Kappelbaum Publishing uh, um, John Day the editor when I recounted the episode that occurred to me and when I made mention of the intrusive medical procedure that had been administered Stood, mm. uh, rather embarrassingly and then seeing three reptilians he retracted that part from the book okay. um, that was the agreement because he felt that you know how on earth would reptilians connect with gray aliens and ufos mm. and of course it's only recently that you know i was even myself couldn't believe it and didn't want to believe it although it happened um we, we do seem to find that they do have some connection within this field of investigations. And when we're dealing with the paranormal, mm. you know, it opens up to all levels of high strangeness. And, and the penny dropped for me back in 1996, where I was pondering over this episode of what occurred to be in 1989, the village of Master Mortain, mm. one winter's night. Um, and, and all of a sudden I had this, it was almost as if my head opened and I was given this theory uh, or saying given it I, I don't recall anyone you know saying here you are Philip here's the theory it just seemed to open in my mind and it was about the greys and of cloning and of the hybridization not that I saw any hybridization when I was taken um, but it kind of like then I then I put everything down in an article and submitted it to Alien Encounters. I'm sure, sure you remember the magazine all the way back then. Mm. And they published it as an article called Spirits in the Material World and considered it revolutionary within its speculation. But it, did, it didn't end for me then. I wanted more and more. I wanted to find out what we were dealing with. OK, so what are your theories then? Um with regards to the reptil uh, reptilians because it's not a subject that I'm really familiar with I'll be honest with you and neither am I it's not with me either and it's still a puzzle I mean I bought a load of literature on reptilians trying to find out where they figure within this you know you get some yeah. people saying that they are 
the, 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 the ones that control the greys. I'm not so sure myself personally. The greys are the main area that I've been really researching and looking into. Okay. The reptilians are a bit of a mystery because, you know, we, you know anyone, as I said before, can claim anything. Mm. But uh, I wanted the truth. I wanted to find the truth of what was going on. But I can't discount what happened. There were three of them on board that craft if it if it was a craft because you know the, the way that these entities can you know interact with us is phenomenal yeah. on a mental level or a psychic level as it were um but to me it was a craft and so you know and but the theory centered more around the greys and you know you hear these stories about um hybridization i met dr david jacobs in arizona uh, some years ago now at a conference in uh, a conference out there and uh, he has different ideas from me he believes that they're you know that these aliens are creating hybrids to walk among us mm. uh, I, I respect the good doctor's uh, theories but my theory went into more of the fact of um, when we're dealing with abductions uh, you know we, we're dealing with entities who themselves can't reproduce uh, they, they seem devoid of the, uh, the very attributes that make us what we are in terms of our personality, our individuality, right. you know, what makes us what we are as human sentient beings. Um, and I know there's the argument people say, well, the greys are clo clones or they're biomechanical machines or whatever. Mm. But I think there's a lot more to this within the UFO field of investigations that we have to walk in very uncomfortable territory indeed yeah. in order to establish exactly what's going on. Mm. Um, so the main thesis in the area that I've been involved in, not just with the UFO studies, i.e. the or UAPs as they call them now, they've changed the acronym yeah. to make it more sensible scientific which i think is a load of rubbish <laughs> but um more about what what we are dealing with and why this force this intelligence seems to hide it's like chasing shadows mm. we never have really any physical proof other than scars and in some instances uh, implants that are left it is real but um i've been looking into you know what what they could possibly represent and why they're doing what they're doing yeah. so th this then opened up a, a whole can of worms for me about life after death soul mm. consciousness continuation because when you've had an experience um, I always joke and say, thank God I'm not yet in a psychiatric ward. And people will criticize you, but I have a wicked sense of humor, Craig. <laughs> because sometimes this, this kind of thing can lead you into areas that are like, oh my God, this is going to give me a headache. Yeah. But it is important that, you know, we're trying to fit it or squeeze it all into one box and it won't fit. So we have to broaden our horizons on the theoretical front in terms of, you know, what, what are we dealing with? what are the greys what are ufos mm. um, i can't talk for all of the ufos because you know we understand that there are other life forms in this uh, physical universe yeah um, but we have to take into consideration other elements uh, with regards to uh, you know hyper dimensions of reality you know other states of, of awareness that's beyond our reach our phys current physical reach yeah yeah, that's interesting. So, so you you research into the greys. Then, what what's what's your what's your feeling about where they're from? Ultimately, what they want. You 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 mentioned um, about cloning. Do you think yes, are a, a sort of um, uh, almost a, a, a hive as such, um, mm. not meaning to you know put 
too much of a, a comparison with a, a certain well-known sci-fi uh, TV program, but you know, they, <laughs> um, I mean, are we looking at something along the lines of um, the Borg, for instance, um, or are we looking at, at you know creatures that are being manipulated, perhaps by the reptilians, perhaps by by something else? I mean, what's your what what what's your feeling at the moment, uh, uh, your current position of of research? Well, I without giving too much away, I mean, I, I believe that we're dealing with some kind of hyperdimensional being you know when we look at the universe we're still trying to work out you know people arguing about the big bang theory you know are we contained in something or is it going on to this uh, process of expansion and then eventually it will collapse in, in upon itself but you know when we look at the research of the greys the greys come across as very old but it could be possible that they are from another universe mm -hmm. entirely and that perhaps their evolution has not afforded them the ability to reproduce as we do, i.e. if they've cloned themselves, literally continuously cloned themselves, that they have cancelled themselves out of creation, uh, for want of a better word. I mean, my understanding in terms of the human attributes of what we are is that we reproduce. Mm. And I believe uh, that, you know, the soul comes in through the biological matter mm. from its state of, of awareness of, of what people call the other side with inherent memory. And as it comes into this existence, probably creating memories on a blank canvas. Mm. And when we die, that we return back, carrying more information back perhaps to the Godhead to expand upon that process of creation. Now, if we cloned ourselves, uh, you know, physically cloned ourselves, so that when you have a clone, that copy is outside the loop of, of where the soul would originally come into, it would have only the memory of one single incarnation. And when it dies, it may not be able to return back to source, as we call it, and yet gravitate to another area. Yeah. And it's interesting that you, you know, in, in, you know, these beings are of one mind, yeah. of one hive, and that they are interested in human reproduction, right. which is very suspect. Mm. It is. It, it would seem to suggest then that, that either they can't reproduce or they're interested in how we reproduce, um, mm. either from a scientific angle or from something that's coming from a, a more nefarious um, angle. Yes. Um, perhaps they are trying to um create themselves in order to be able to reproduce themselves because they can't at the moment it's a very very interesting subject um yes and, and, and when you when you look sorry to interrupt when you no. look when i looked as i did into the um near-death experience and the abduction phenomena i really looked into this mm. and when you think about the abduction phenomena phenomena in, in a lot of cases you'll find that the individual is taken through solid matter Mm. Uh, and, you know, and is it possible that these greys within their state of reality, within their dimension of awareness, are able to literally pull your real self away from the physical, biological housing and bring the, bring the real essence of you into their matrix so that the physical interaction occurs? Now, in a near-death experience, when someone dies and they pass over, the the encounter is more real. The world is more real than the one they left behind, because in more cases than not, 
when they've passed over and they've met, you know, loved ones or masters or guides or whatever, they are literally transformed by the experience. Mm. And in most cases, that that consciousness or the soul of that individual, if it was diseased when it before it went into the light or passed over, in a lot of cases, they their their whole biological system has been corrected on their return so i thought well if if people can pass over into another world through native experience then what's stopping some other entities doing it on another level of integration it's yeah. something we have to look into yeah absolutely that's that is really interesting can we can we move on to uh, to talking about some of the books that you've written um, oh yes yeah is, is that okay because one of them that i noticed on your on your cv you sent uh, to me was about uh, the rendlesham uh, ufo mystery the the famous oh yes rendlesham forest um your book was called uh, sky crash uh, throughout that's correct time. yeah so um what's your feeling then about the rendlesham mystery uh, as 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 a whole well, I think life itself is a mystery. I think sometimes you end up being in places that you thought you'd never dream of being in. And to be honest with you, that was an amazing occurrence. And, um, you know, I, I, I understand that there's a lot of debate with regards to Rendlesham. Uh, certain key people have not been telling the truth. But, you know, I met Colonel Charles Holt, and he's a gentleman. Mm. His mind is as sharp as a knife. And Jim Penniston, uh, a an amazing guy there's no doubting what he saw with uh, john burroughs or uh, colonel charles holt that is absolutely as they stated happened mm. now i got involved with that through another researcher um a good friend and i will say here peter robbins mm. um who at that time all those years ago told me my brother and a good friend susan to go into the forest to go and sit because it's really weird yeah. and that's exactly what we did and that's where i ended up meeting brenda butler now brenda butler was the first investigator with dot street and jenny randalls to research and publish um a book called sky crash a cosmic conspiracy by neville spearman that came out in 1984 and i i got out the car and i met this lady and i said to her you know i'm looking for brenda but i'm hoping she was here and she said this is me so <laughs> we we then teamed up and then decided to write this book and by the way philip mantle british ufologist and a brilliant man our mentor is re-releasing the book sky crash throughout time that i co-wrote with brenda that Kappelbrand brought out in 2013 i believe and that's coming out this year so that the book is being uh, republished but i will tell you that i believe that rendlesham is an area of high strangeness mm. um you know it's like skinwalker ranch in utah you have paul sinclair at bempton uh, yeah. such a wonderful guy really love the guy he's really amazing researcher uh, and a good friend yeah. you know when you look at these places they seem to stimulate this um you know this level of high strangeness and this is something that i've also been looking into why it is that you know when there's a ufo experience in certain geographical locations more times than not in hot spots around the world mm. you know why people are seeing things like you know the um, black cat or the werewolves or you know these lights or whatever yeah so i believe that you know when we're looking when you'll start to research the ufo phenomena you begin to find 
that you're you're going down the rabbit hole literally i mean we had an experience back there me and my brother and susan back on the 8th of june 1998 and we've been researching the area for about 10 years and we i think i believe that we had summoned a ufo and that that's that's that was that all actually happened okay. at the forest in rendlesham yeah. uh, in the field of capel green at 10 15 p.m at night um and that was an incredible experience and one you know people said did you take footage did you take cameras no we didn't and anyway even if i had you know who's going to believe you uh, and i'll just give an, an example here the last ufos that my brother and i had seen along with other witnesses on the 9th of april 2016 at 11 15 pm at night here in the in kempston where we live that was incredible three huge massive circular white ufos hovering over our house when i was driving back from some friends after a small celebratory dinner mm. And my niece was involved in that. But, you know, she filmed them as they were coming on their way. And when, when they arrived here, they were stationary over our house, very low. Do you know there was no one walking their dog? There was no one in their car. There was no one. Wow. No one. Yeah. And, and th this is why, you know, when you know, people say, oh, is it because you're a twin? No, it's not. Is it because you're special? No, we're all special. It, I don't care who you are. We're all, we're all unique. Yeah. But th this, is, this is why I'm saying that people say, oh, you know, did you take photographic? Well, yes, we did take film footage. Hmm. And no one's disputed that because it's been analyzed. My niece took the, the film on her phone. She filmed them as, as they were on their way from Master Mortain to Kempston that yeah. night. So the Rendlesham... Uh, case is very fascinating and people tend to think oh it's just about the 1980 event with the the american troops based at uh, you know bent waters woodbridge no there were there were there have been ufo encounters there many years before and many years afterwards but everyone just stamps it as saying this is the main event that occurred so we're, we're discovering that you know through the research that we're doing that it's not just about ufos the ufos bring in levels of high strangeness and seem to warp uh, both space and time and there may be a residue that's opened up when they enter into our dimensional airspace whichever way you want to look at it yeah. that allows these other dimensions of reality to seep in we, we just don't know yeah that's that's an interesting theory because i've 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 sus subscribed to to something very similar in in my yes. own, you know my own uh, way of thinking because you know i've spoken to paul sinclair i've i've been lucky to to interview paul um i've spoken to philip mantle yeah. um you know we've discussed various different areas of the country where there seems to be as you quite rightly said, not only UFOs, but also paranormal activity, mm. um, you know, cryptozoology sightings, uh, for mm. instance, you know, Paul up on, on the northeast coast um, and so on. So it's almost as if, that it, you know, there isn't a, a one size fits all when it comes to um, these areas <laughs> of, of, of high strangeness. You, you get all sorts of different types of, of phenomena going on in the same area. And, and, you know, what you just said about opening uh dimensions or opening you know let's say you can describe them as a portal into another mm. uh, another dimension i think it's a really interesting one um i noticed on your uh cv that you um won the british mediumship award in 2008 yes. in, in portsmouth 
Um, although you you did say that that you, you know you don't want to become known as a medium, um, <laughs> which you know is, is 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 understandable. But I'm I'm just interested really on on um, what you think about this this uh, you know ability to to communicate across different um, different dimensions. You know the the obviously the human brain is. Um, an amazing piece of biological uh, is, yeah. is equipment the right word? I don't know. Uh, yeah. But, but, you know, you, you talk about, you know, being able to uh, communicate with loved ones who've passed on to, um, you know, who've passed on and, and mm. things like that. So I'm quite interested on, on your thoughts about, about that. Well, you know, I really didn't, have any interest in the afterlife until my maternal grandmother passed away in the same month and same year as Princess Diana. Mm. And but a strange occurrence happened with my brother and myself and our grandmother um, out in their back garden in Middlesex um, back in uh, the early 1980s. And it was to do with this silver orb that came over in broad daylight uh, over her head. Mm. That's been documented. And she told us that the fairies had come to take a closer look at us. Now, our grandmother was psychic. So when right. she passed over to the other side, just before that, she was in a Somerset hospital. Um, she was uh, suffering from cancer. And we'd gone to see her the week before. And I woke up in the early hours of the morning I think it was about one o'clock or three o'clock. I can't remember if it's one or three. Um, and I started to cry and I knew, knew, knew she'd gone. And then her voice came in my head and said, why are you crying? Why are you crying? A little bit angry. She was never angry with me and my brother. Um, and then she, the phone rang 10 minutes later, she passed. So I went to go and see a medium that used to work for the FBI in America. She used to work on cold soil cases and she worked the floor with me, Craig. I mean, I, she said, you come here to test me. And she said, did you know that you're a medium and that you'll end up doing this work? And I thought, oh no, oh, please no. Not someone that's dealing with UFOs and now talks to the dead. My reputation will go down the pan. <laughs> well, <laughs> a sense of irony there, isn't it? Yeah. But when she said, I'll be back in two years and two years later, I was back because three more people had passed over and I'd seen a friend who had passed over, who had died of cancer, he was 20. Oh. And that was all due to a fact that I picked up a book in an old secondhand bookshop called Reunions by Dr. Raymond Moody. And he said about, you know, using mirrors to contact the dead. And I tried it, nothing happened until I came back from work. And why does it always happen in wintertime? <laughs> in 1999, and my friend appeared through the conservatory glass doors okay. where I am now and appeared to me after I requested. I said to him before he died, could you do something and show me that there's life after death? I thought he'd punched me, but he did it. <laughs> so then I wanted to explore consciousness and whether or not there was any truth in the claims of being able, you know, people being able to communicate with those who've crossed over. And then I found that I started to become, people call it psychic, I suppose. And then this led into the area of me really investigating, I think for about 15 years, really meditating, going to circle, joining people, and you could see people that professed everything and they weren't. And then I met some people who were on the ball, let me tell you. Mm. So I wanted to then find my grandmother. And, you know, I think there was a piece of me in my soul that thought, well, you know, we live and we die. What point is there to our existence? Mm. I wanted to give up. I didn't want to carry on anymore. 
the world was so against anything that promoted levels of high strangeness and we're now beginning to find thank god mm. that even with ufos people are saying oh yes they're true because the you know the navy have admitted it <laughs> well my goodness me what have we been saying all these years so i wanted to discover whether or not i was lying or the system we served was lying mm. and it was a very passionate very personal voyage and i didn't want to do clairvoyance but then i found myself being asked to go to church services you know the spiritual churches and I was booked up to the eyeballs and then, and I've been doing it ever since. And I, when I do it, I just ask for a yes or a no to confirm or deny what's coming through. I don't feed. Now, what's interesting about the brain is that this clarified something for me and something that the medium, the brilliant, she was only young, less um, when she was doing the readings. She said that you'll bridge the gap between the psychic and UFO phenomena. I didn't know what she was talking about. And, um, but one of the things I, I discovered is that if you look at the human brain, you know, from birth, we are programmed by the system to believe what is right, what is wrong. Okay, we have our own, own way of dealing with reality, as we call it. But the brain, I would give an example like a mobile phone network system. Let's give a very simple analogy here. Mm -hmm. You know, you have different models of mobile phones. You've got the iPhone and the Nokia and all the rest of it. And although they're all different from one another, the signals are exactly the same but the signals are carrying different information mm. so you and i and everyone else on this planet is a soul is a conduit to whatever i'm not going to go to super string theory here but that's really mm. amazing but um we are containers for consciousness we're recording our experiences and i kept thinking well why are we recording these experiences if we're just to die and then all our experiences are nullified so i knew then that those on the other side are able to connect with all of us at some level when most of the time when we're disabled in the sleep mode for those who don't believe because consciousness is disabled or i had a dream about my mother or my father and it was so real mm. you know so if when we look at it my understanding is that you know it's not a big you know subject the taboo subject it is real and i think the system that we served has tried its damnedest to narrow our field of conscious awareness I, I, we have to be careful because you get some people that profess absolutely everything you know and their mind is open to all sorts of stuff if you you know walk that very careful line towards the truth you know there's a lot more to us than mere life and death and certainly there are other levels of reality, maybe multiple levels of reality that we're just beginning to explore and kind of accept because it's ignorance, unfortunately, which has closed consciousness, which has narrowed that field of awareness within all of us. But I want more. I, I want more. So mm. I was put forward to attend this huge uh, contest that was held. Oh, God, how many years ago? 90, was it? 2008 i think it was and and i was petrified and of course you had these panel of judges tony stockhall the tv psychic medium was there mm. and many others and the snu spiritual national union that i don't have any affiliation with i was literally petrified and what they do is they bring all these people in that they chose and we were not to know anything about them there was about 40 of us and then we had to read and bring evidence through and they tick you on what you did, what you brought through and all the rest of it. Yeah. And I won it. Um, but I didn't want to pursue it because they wanted me to act like a clown on a stage. I'm sorry, I've got to say that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I didn't want to work that way. I deal with facts where they're applicable, where they are, where they are meant to to apply. 
Um, so I still do my clairvoyance, but there again, you see all of us are psychic. It's just that, you know, people think, oh, you're special, you do this. Yeah. No, we're all special. Yeah. We're all unique. Yeah, it's, it's um, I often use the analogy of um, tuning in an old um, radio um, and yes. tuning into certain, certain frequencies. Uh, some some people are more attuned to to certain frequencies than others. Um, do you do you believe then that we are being um, controlled by um, a consciousness from another reality, from another dimension? Do you think that all this links in with what you were talking about earlier, with with UAPs and the Greys and um, the reptilians? Yeah. That is a very good question, um, Craig. I, very good question, and one that has given me a lot of reason to think about and speculate. Although, again, we have no proof. Or my brother and I always joke and say, "What do we have after all these years of research? We still have a blank page." <laughs> but hey, we can try and put some formula and theories down on there. It doesn't mean to say that we're right. We may be very wrong, but I don't think every every researcher is wrong. And I have high regard and high respect for all of those researchers, friends, and the colleagues out there, even in the United States, now in England. Now, what's interesting is that, you know, is there a force that's stopping us from exploring more about ourselves? Yes, I believe that. I believe the system that we work is corrupt, uh, that we work for is corrupt. Sorry, I, I believe it's completely corrupt. Um, there is an agenda um, without being a conspiracy theorist, because everything that be, that's a conspiracy it turns out to be a reality at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a systematic um, agenda to deliberately hamper any effort into exploring these other areas the media is one of them mm. um, because they will downplay everything yeah. and they'll make and i i've been a victim of that on more than an, an, uh, one occasion uh, on national television many years ago mm. being so naive and you know open and honest and then finding yourself being a circus act for television studios um, so I believe that this goes higher. People say, oh, no, it's just a conspiracy. Well, no, it's not, actually. If you look at the systematic control, David Icke, another brilliant man, a wonderful guy, mm. um, you know, he's been writing about this for many years. Yeah. And it's funny, isn't it? Because these people, I'll give an example here, if I may, Craig. Mm. These people in power, these people in control, most notably here in the United Kingdom, we have a parliament and we have MPs and a prime minister that is supposed to be there for the people. Yeah. So Nigel Ross, a good mate of mine, Nigel Ross, created New Force, which is the National UFO Reporting Service. And Nigel and I, and funnily enough, I do apologise, he's just contacted me <laughs> on Facebook. I'm sorry if there was a ping there, but no, 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 I'll, I'll talk to him later. <laughs> but um, we wanted to get Parliament involved in this disclosure long before this report came out. So mm -hmm. I wrote to... Um, a well-known uh, parliamentary figure um, who had been uh, connected with another UFO event uh, many years ago with Gary McKinnon. And I wrote to um, this lady and, um, you know, we put together this uh, dossier and saying, you know, we'd like, you know, members of uh, your parliament to meet with us to talk about this problem because there is a problem and let's lay everything on the table let's bring researchers in let's work honestly and openly let's let's try and find out what we're dealing with and we got silence back absolute silence you, so sorry i so, sorry to interrupt Phil, but do, do you think that's because um there is there is an agenda to to keep it quiet or yes because 
were not ready for for the truth do you know that is you know i i agree with what you're saying but you know we are ready for the truth mm. you know i'm not being funny or anything i don't understand and this is why i think that when we're dealing with ufo uap phenomena there may be some elements to it that the system that controls us may find very uncomfortable to address and something certainly that all the researchers have been discovering about the phenomena itself it's not just about the viewing and sighting of a ufo or what may be behind it, but the intentions behind these objects. Now, you have a difference within the UFO community. Most people believe it's all love and light. And some people believe that we're dealing with demonic entities. Um, but I, I, I think and feel that the intelligence behind certainly the famous ones, the greys, have their own agenda. Yeah. And like we as a human species have our own agenda. We don't see any wrong in that. Mm -hmm. And maybe they may not see any wrong in that. And of course, I've got to say this. And people will say, oh, no, you know, how dare you? But people only want half-truths or lies. Mm. We are not a nice species. I'm not talking about every single person. But we're a very destructive species. We're not to be trusted. Mm. And I think and feel that, you know, because this uh, programming from the system has been going on for, you know, millennia, it's mm. going to be hard for them to, to turn around and say, oh, by the way, yes, UFOs are real. But now the big problem is people are going to start asking questions. Uh -huh. What are they? Where do they come from? You know, what are they like? What are their intentions? Yeah. So it, it's going to open up a, a real uh, can of worms there where that's concerned. So it's not just about disclosure or tell us they're real. Please mm. tell us. We know that. Yeah. It's what's the rest of it that's going to be a problem. So what, what's holding back disclosure then, do you think, Philip? What's, what's, the, what's the reason? Because, because for the last few years um there seems to to be this sort of bubbling under of um you know pe people in the field various other people in the field saying that disclosures come in um this sort of drip feeding little bits here and there the tic tac ufos for instance oh, yeah. you know seems to have been sort of drip fed into the 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 consciousness of of, of the world if, if you like um <laughs> Why do you think we've not had full disclosure then? Well, I think the truth will astound us. And I think that the system that we serve, the corrupt system that we serve, is now finding it's got a problem because people are starting to ask questions. They yeah. don't like it. Yeah. And I think that this is this is the problem. I think there's going to be a lot of frightened people out there. Granted, there will be, you know, God love them. Mm -hmm. People who just want to, you know, you've got to love people because they just want a simple life. They want to cuddle up with their family, that, you know, watch TV or whatever. Yeah. But for us ardent researchers, you know, that's something that we will be able to deal with. But will the public at large? If you look at very simple examples, which you know about anyway, mm. you just mentioned a fuel crisis or water yeah. shortage or anything like that. And, you know, it's like watching something from a Sir David Attenborough production, you know, where, you know, the creatures go ape. Yeah. So I think, to be honest with you, this is the system that we serve, I think, is very much aware of what's going on. I know people say they have secret departments, but come on, you know, most of those people in either Senate or the Pentagon, or CIA, FBI, whatever, you know, even the Parliament, mm. some of them are going to be interested in UFOs, and they, they, they've probably been sniffing around and asking questions. 
but I believe that the real reason is because of fear. And I believe that, you know, this, this impression of them all coming in motherships around the world mm. and, you know, coming down love and light, peace and all that will tear them to pieces, will rip yeah. them apart. And I, I think that the phenomena is so incredibly fantastic that it's going to take people, it's, it's going to frighten them to know how they are actually getting here. Yeah. Um, you know, whether or not, you know, people, I'm not going to get into the argument of time travel or, you know, interdimensional hypothesis or whether or not they're coming from another star system and found some way to us or maybe they're very close to us already. Yeah. I don't doubt that. Um, but this is the problem that we have. Yeah, there's there's a lot of public apathy, isn't there? I think I think you're right in what you said there about people just wanting a simple life. Yes. Um, and you know, I mean, we we know that. I mean, at the moment, we and I I, I don't tend to get into political discussions. Um, cer certainly not on on the podcast because that's that's not what I'm about. But I am a keen political um, uh, viewer, if you like. I like to I like to watch what goes on with politics, and I've got very strong political views. And mm. you know, the, vast, the vast majority of people do seem quite apathetic. It's it's interesting what you mentioned. You mentioned David Icke. Yes. And when you were talking at the, at the beginning of our chat about the reptilians, the first person that popped into my head was David Icke. Yes, bless him. Um, yeah, and I, and I I was wondering, you know, if you feel that because because, you know, he has been open to ridicule, hasn't he, from from many quarters. Although he's he's got a um, a, a lot of people who who believe what he says. Um, mm. you know, he has he's got a lot of followers, as it were. A lot of people who who are singing from the same hymn sheet as him to coin a mm. phrase. Um, he does tend to be ridiculed in the press. Um, and I'm wondering whether you think that that might be a factor, especially with, you know, with regards to the, yes, to the reptilian angle, because yes. he, you know, he, he says things along the lines of, you know, the Royal family are reptilians. Well, I don't know whether they are or, or, or they're not, because I don't have the evidence to prove one way or the other. And, and that's the way that I tend to work with everything that, that people tell me. Unless I have strong evidence one way or the other, I can't form an opinion. Um, but he does seem to have been ridiculed. Um, yes. Now, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Now, I, I can't and I won't say anything against the royal family for personal reasons, but... I will say to you that I believe that it's quite obvious, isn't it? Mm. You know, what they've done to that man, that brilliant man. And, you know, he, you know, he believes he's right. And a, a lot of what he writes about makes absolute sense. I've read all of his books. Yeah. And he, he sent us a copy of his book, me and my brother, one of his copies of his books, which was very kind of him. He makes a lot of sense. Now, the, this is the thing you know, conspiracy, isn't it? I mean, the system needs a conspiracy in order to hide it, to conceal its own, to hide its own conspiracy. Yeah. And it revels in conspiracy. It needs a conspiracy to survive, to hide. Now, in terms of David Icke, um, when I think it was very strong when they started to remove his books from the bookshop, banned mm. him from the YouTube channels. What does that tell you? I mean, I'm not going to say anything that I shouldn't say here at all, but I'm just going to say that a lot of the, you know, things that the media outlets do is that they will literally, you know, start to hamper onto someone and, you know, bring them down. 
Mm. and make them an example of like you bad person how dare you say this you know you're not allowed to say this you have to follow the official narrative mm. you know if you follow the initial narrative then you'll have your dames or knighthoods or whatever if you've got plenty of money and you fit into that level of society yeah you know th this is why i feel that there was something incredibly wrong alex jones was another one in the united states of america who had his own views and opinions, whether right or wrong, but he has been shut down as well. And when you see this systematic shutdown of people's voices, alarm bells start to ring. Now, in V, Kenneth Johnson's amazing 10-hour miniseries V back mm -hmm. in the 1980s. I mean, I, I love the 10-hour, yeah, with... I yeah, remember um, it very well. Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie, my brother was very, I mean, he's he's been in touch loosely with Kenneth Johnson and Kenneth Johnson, he'll tell you all about it. Ken Johnson's allowed him to use his bits from V. But if you look at Kenneth Johnson and V, <laughs> you just watch V and, and it just tells you everything that you need to know about how a system can kind of like turn the tables on the people mm. and, and and this systematic level of control and also conspiracy. Mm. Uh, there was one line where the scientists were saying in V, the beginning part of the film where they were being set up and one of them says, it's a lie, I tell you, it's mm. a lie. But of course the media were like with um, Mike Donovan as well, Mm. Uh, Mark Hamill played the, uh, you know, the, the intrepid um, Mike Donovan. And of course, there was a scene on there where he'd been on board the ship and he got that camera footage of the reptilian, you know, mm. the, this, the, the, these beings being reptilians. Yeah. And then, of course, he was all, you know, and then they cut the transmissions mm. and then all of a sudden they were after him and the media then was like bringing him down. So I always say to people, look and see behind what's being said. Um, I think David Icke also said, you know, when, when the system is trying to put all of this in front of your face, look and see what's not being talked about. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. so yeah. I believe that, you know, he talking about these darker forces, which he does, it mm. is a possibility we have to be open to this fact. We can't deny it because we don't know. Yeah. Um, certainly a lot of people who end up getting these very high positions seem to turn, they change. Mm. It's like either the, the puppet masters above them are starting to control their strings and tell them you'll say this, you'll do that. Otherwise you're out and mm. you're going to be out anyway because you're only, your job is only temporary. Mm. So I do believe that our system is controlled by a hierarchy of unseen, nameless, faceless bureaucrats behind the scenes. This is what I argued in my book, You, the Public Deceive, the Grand UFO Deception, at the end that Philip Mantle brought out through his Flying Disc Press. I was very honoured that he wanted to, to bring that one out. And, and, and this is the thing we're finding. But then again, you see within the UFO Department of Investigations, you'll have researchers that lock at heads with other researchers, researchers falling out with other researchers because they don't believe or acknowledge what they're doing. And this is sad because, you know, I think that we, none of us know what we're dealing with, but I think that we can see that there is some kind of pattern to this. Mm. And certainly in terms of that document, that pathetic eight-page document that was released about, you know, the Pentagon and the investigation also into the UAP phenomena. And it said nothing. It said hardly anything at all. I mean, it's like... <laughs> it was a lot, a lot was redacted, wasn't it, as well? I, I, yes, I that's right.
So who knows who and who knows what? Yeah. Uh, it just, it's clear, it's, it's quite transparent to know that the system or some aspects of the system know exactly what's going on. And they're watching researchers. It's no conspiracy. They're watching what we're doing, what we know, who we're connected with. And they probably accumulate a lot of the research material that all of them have been you know, digging into yeah. to try and put the pieces for themselves together secretly. Yeah, so... So I suppose most people would agree that that you know above a level above our government is is um, the media moguls, shall we say? Who yes, know, a lot of them who run run newspapers and so on, and and um, you know news outlets um, <clears throat> are often uh, talked about as being the ones that are pulling the strings with with our government certainly, and I would imagine with governments all over the world. Um, but what you're saying is that there's there's other levels above that which oh yes which, which are hidden we we don't know about um and and they are a lot more uh dark and and disturbing really than than we could ever imagine yes if you put something into fiction however if you're successful in like whatever avenue of the arts that you want to explore whether it be film mm. music or you know in terms of uh, books if you fictitionalize something they love it mm. they'll promote it they'll 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 do what they can to to be behind it you know philip pullman's the dark trilogy uh, um, the dark materials yeah. you know all these different things oh it's wonderful because it lies in the annuals of fiction yeah. now if that came out as fact that would be a very different story excuse the pun mm. altogether you see you see how the system it's like these a lot of these and they can't help it god love them a lot of the celebrities are good people mm. um and they get you know sucked into this this whole power game and you know the masters at the top even in the music industry end up controlling them and, and in some cases destroying them so you know i think there's a hierarchy of control that that literally wants the the joe public to see what it wants you to see to believe what it wants you to believe mm. and anything that are outside of that box has to be squashed and you know destroyed so you know and this is the really horrible really nasty part to it mm. is this word conspiracy yeah. it's because and everyone that you know god love them the people that don't fully understand what's going on oh they'll but oh yes they said he's a conspiracy theorist therefore he's mad he's a nut he doesn't know what he's talking about he mm. just follows the official narrative but when you're actually in that situation when you're in that situation it's a very different game altogether mm. so it's very frustrating for a lot of researchers you know trying to get a move towards disclosure you know when you've had ufo sightings like the last ones that we had on the 9th of april 2016 at 15 p.m at night they were hanging right over us they yeah. were there and that the technology and the movements they displayed was not from this world mm. and it, it's so frustrating for you to try to plead your case to say i'm being you know open with you i'm very honest this is what happened but again people don't want to know and sometimes it feels like you're going mad like you know <laughs> yeah. you know th this is the thing and things start working in your head thinking well what the hell is going on mm. so yeah. i Start yeah. doubting yourself in, in, in well i in terms of the <clears throat> sighting no but in terms of the way that it's all the system works yeah. and the way that ufology is going yes sometimes that happens quite a lot so 
have you got any research that you're doing at the minute any upcoming books that you're planning um because i mean you, you've got a, a a really impressive library of of work that you've already written um i i assume that that you've got other works in the pipeline is there anything you can tell us about that yeah, well, I am working on a thesis for another um, author abroad for his book. I'm working on some more articles and I have two other books in the works. One of them is called Visitors from the Void. That is my book. And it's going to be dealing with the greys on a much deeper level of investigations. Um, that I'm really excited about that project, Visitors from the Void. Mm -hmm. So hopefully I want to try and get that completed um by the end of this year yeah. um, almost certainly uh, into the next year and i'm also working on another project with another author um that i'm working on another book at the moment with with dealing with that but certainly um you know it's not the end i want to work on another uh book about consciousness um mm. about psychic exploration you know taking the mythos away from it the us and the r's and all that rubbish yeah um getting down to the nitty-gritty bare bones of what's going on on a you know on an empirical level of awareness conscious awareness mm. um so yeah i'm i'm you know, although it sounds like really glamorous, I can tell you, Craig, it's a lot of hard work. I know. It really is a lot of hard work. And, and it's like sometimes you think, oh, God, I've got to get this done and I've got to get that done. But it, it's really, I enjoy it. And, you yeah. know, I enjoy the company of my esteemed colleagues and friends who are connected with the ufology. There is no ego to be had. I have no ego mm. to bruise. I'm not, you know, one of these star-studded individuals. I would rather research and remain in the background um, than than be out there in the limelight. You know, that's the yeah. way I've always been. I love writing and I love bringing new ideas to the table. But yeah. certainly, as I said, you know, um, it, it's incredible and it's it's really fascinating. And the the, the phenomena is real. Yeah, and it exists. It is there. Um, and there's going to be a massive paradigm shift in terms of our consciousness mm. when this starts to blow out. I think that's going to be a real amazing thing to happen. Yeah. So this light and this darkness is battling itself <laughs> out. And I think the system of old is beginning to collapse. And I think be people are beginning to wake up and think, hang on just a minute. Yeah. I'm living my life. I'm doing a job I don't really want to do. I've got to pay astronomical bills. My, I feel brain dead. Why can't we live in a system whereby the system says, if you want, well, you know, let me explore this area. Maybe yeah. I can contribute towards this. Yeah, come along. We'll help you. And I think things in the future is going to change. I hope for our children yeah. and for their children in our future. And I hope it doesn't end in a bad way. No, I, I, I do agree that, that there needs to be um, a massive rethink of society um, and, and the way that, that we, I mean, you were quite right in, in what you were saying about, you know, our species is is inherently destructive and, and mm. I think, you know i think the the way that we the way the way that we treat each other the way that we treat the planet um oh yes really needs to be uh needs to be assessed reassessed and and very quickly uh, but then of course that that would would beg the question well are we being held back you know are these these entities that, that you've been talking about are they holding us back or are they here to help us i mean i suppose that's a 
an entirely different conversation for another time. But it's it, it's a fascinating one. Can I yeah. ask you about, can I ask you about your media uh, your media work, Philip, if you don't mind? Because um, again, you've got a very impressive list of of media work that you've done over the years: TV programs, radio interviews, your own uh, podcast, and so on. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I've just done a, some film. Well, there've been a number of filming that my brother and I have done last year, mm. and we've got some more filming to be done this year. Um, so, and then I'm, you know, I, I also, um, you know, I've got some other things lined up, or some other production companies have got some things lined up. I can't say too much about okay. them. That's fine. Um, but they, <laughs> that, that is, that is really wonderful, and it's not that I, I've never sought. Uh, adverse publicity I, I just go along with whoever wants me wherever I wherever I can be of some use but yeah. just going back very quickly mm. Craig to your question um very interesting because you know none of us know we can only speculate and it's and it's good to have feedback from other researchers but I believe that the systematic control this level of corruption in our society it's very much all based on money and control and mental manipulation yeah. and i agree with you i totally agree with you and i've seen this i think the ways of old are beginning to collapse and i think people are beginning to wake up think hang on a minute mm. i've been had here yeah. and but you'd see the system is so frightened it will use fear 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 constantly i mean given an example i'm allowed to say this aol um, you know, any media outlet, all that you see on there, all that they show mm. is all about fear, negative, mm. you know, warning, you know, disturbing footage, but they want you to watch it. Yeah. And, and this, this is this is the really you know, annoying thing that I think that most of that stuff on there is written by teenagers, no disrespect to them, but they're just get, following their orders from their masters. Yeah. So you can see how th th with, this is just one example of news media of how it works, mm. of how it sways opinion, how it controls consciousness. Yeah. And, and this is why I think it's going to be really amazing when we do get to that stage when it is admitted that, you know, Houston, we have a problem mm. because uh, I'm not talking about the UFOs being a problem, but we have a problem because we've been holding back on the reality of psychic phenomena and ufology. Mm. UFOs do exist, but now we've got to explain to the public what they are and where they come from, their intentions, their backgrounds, you know, the whole, yeah. the rest of it. So I always joke and laugh and say, Craig, that, you know, most researchers think they're going to be out of a job when disclosure comes. No, <laughs> no, not so. Not so, because that's going to be an exciting time of more discovery. Yeah. Um, you know, if an intelligent species was to physically manifest and come into our level of reality and opened up, it would be so amazing, mm. incredible to find out about everything about them I'd, I'd be like a kid in a, in a sweet shop I, yeah. I wouldn't know where to start Absolutely. I think I'd I, I think I'd uh, bore them <laughs> <laughs> no I, I I doubt that very much um but no I, I I agree I think it will be I think it will be amazing um whether we'll get to see it in our lifetime um is is another um another yes question, isn't it? um but no just 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 going back to 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 media outlets I think there's a there is a morbid fascination um for bad news and this is the thing with ufology as well mm. i think you know a lot of people now are beginning to realize that there's there are things that are not right and you know but again it's so you feel useless um because you have no real money you have no real power you have no real clout and the system that we serve has all of that power all of that money all of that clout um but 
let's not forget that these puppets within society, and that's all they are, puppets, rich puppets, they come and go, they won't last long, and eventually they'll spill the beans at some point, as a lot of, a lot of them are doing at the moment, they're coming out the woodwork and starting to spill the beans. Mm. And um, so, you know, in other areas of, uh, of not only politics, but uh, in the media world. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it can carry on this farce of uh, fake news and uh, mental subjugation, fear control, because mm -hmm. they want to disable human consciousness. And, you know, and we hear again, just very briefly about, you know, people talking about this faked UFO invasion. Well, I know what they're doing. Because, you know, if there was to be some kind of invasion, let's just put it that way, if they want to call it an invasion, people say, oh, no, it's it's the holograms, the military using holograms, it's all fate. And you think, oh, my God, here we go. <laughs> so this is why we're having a problem, because it's constantly muddied. We can't see any clarity within that muddy water. And I think it's really good that researchers are trying to clear that path mm. and to look, you know, on a clear reflection to see what really is going on and I think most of us know uh, what what is happening I think we we can we personally although you can't say anything because even if you do have an opinion which is very dangerous today you'll be attacked so going back to what you said Craig I very seldom make any political no. um, uh, uh, you know uh, link, links or uh, yeah. you know, bringing forward my ideas about it because you will be attacked yeah. even by people down on this level of society that will attack you so, <laughs> <laughs> so be, be very careful what you say in other words Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> we we wave and smile, and then you collect your Oscar afterwards. Yeah. Not me. I can wave and, and I can smile, but I won't be collecting any Oscar. I, I'm more interested in the, the fascinating theoretical aspects of all of this and trying to put the pieces together yeah. and also dealing with amazing folk researchers alike the world over which is really incredible and having a sense of humor and having a laugh about it you know i think that's that's the main thing otherwise you know you'll end up you know becoming a little bit you know <laughs> well you, you could become very um very frightened of of everything really i suppose couldn't you if you didn't um if you didn't look at things through slightly rose-tinted glasses. I mean, you know, we can all hope that that whatever is coming down the line is is going to be positive for us, um, mm. as as opposed to the way that that Hollywood tends to portray um, these sort of things, where you know the, <laughs> the 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 alien invasion is is here to steal our seawater or or to you know to to eat us yeah. or or something along those lines so you know you've got to stay positive haven't you where can people uh get in contact with you and, and find your work philip well i'm on facebook as i think nearly everyone on this planet is um i'm also have my brother and i have a website which is www.thekinsellatwins.com um, they can have a look and see what's going on there. I'm very honoured if they want to take a look at the website. And um, we also do a radio podcast, Twin Souls. And um, yeah, so online, just to click in the name and um, hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll uh, arise somewhere along there. <laughs> well, I have to say it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And um, yeah, it's it's been really interesting. You've 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 spoken about stuff there that that I've never considered, um, and that's great for me because that's that's opening my eyes to, 
you know, to the possibilities of, of what's going on around us. So it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you very much. And remember that, you know, it is like going down the rabbit hole in the Alice in Wonderland. I mean, the more that you dig, the more you look at, the more questions there are. But I think it's important for anyone out there who's, you know, researching or, you know, you don't have to do it on a major level. Everyone is important, even if you're doing it privately. Yeah. Believe in your truths and believe in what feels right for you. You know, don't don't uh, be swayed by someone else's opinion. You've got to, you know, agree with what you think is going on because there's someone out there knows what's going on so there must be someone yeah um, and I just hope that that someone or that group ends up you know lifting the lid and helping all of us and lifting us up and saying here we are you researchers whoever you are this is what we've got make of it what you will and I think a lot of people brilliant people in this world could you know researchers if we all put our minds together, think about what we could do, what we could come up with, what we could achieve. It would be incredible. Yeah. But the system wants us to fight divided. It wants us divided in terms of our thinking, but it wants us as a unit, as a one mind hive consciousness, because technology is removing empathy and wants us to think like the system. It doesn't want to, us to think for ourselves. And that is dangerous. Yeah, well, like I say, it's been absolutely fascinating talking to you, Philip. Thank you. And uh, you've certainly given me some food for thought. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> and I really value your time. And thank you for having me on your show. It's been a pleasure. And the pleasure's been all mine. Thank you. You can find details of this podcast, my book, and my upcoming projects at www.craigbryant.co.uk. The Paranormal Pendle podcast will return. Thank you for listening. And remember... Keep watching the shadows.